ignite your passion for God and for His work. Listen to Bishop Edwin Morgan Ogo, the resident pastor of the Lighthouse Chapel International Adenta Branch, as he comes your way on this podcast with the creative force of God's Word. Bishop Ogo also pastors the Flaming Fire Service, a vibrant youth service filled with energetic young people who are ablaze for the Lord. He is also the evangelist of the Greater Love Roadshow, a unique outreach program that ministers the soul-saving love of Jesus Christ to a hurting world through music, dance, and the life-giving word of God. Now listen to Bishop Edwin Ogo. circumstances hallelujah amen we want to have our testimony take our testimony this morning and our own peter peter hermanasant is here put your hands together for him as he comes to share his testimony with us Thank you. hallelujah my name is peter herman asante i'm with shabak zone older showman my testimony is about how great a mercy the lord have shown me hallelujah and before I share the testimony, I would like to read Psalm 105, verse 1, to the glorification of the Lord. It says, Oh, give thanks unto the Lord. Call upon his name and make known his deeds among the people. Hallelujah. It all began yesterday. We had our heaven on answer. We did our cleaning. I got home around 1 p.m. I had my little washing. Time wasn't on my side. So right after the washing, I rushed to older showman to have my outreach. I got there, I met my people. We had a very nice outreach. During the outreach, I was feeling this kind of happiness within my heart. I was so excited, I didn't know why. But after the outreach, I joined Troy Troy back home. If you know older showman very well, when you join a truck, a truck, truck from older showman, the very place the car will alight you is the atomic gas filling station. That is where the, uh, the trotter will alight you. So I joined the trotter around 7.10 thereabouts from Oda Shoman. So we got there around 10.15, uh, 7.15. So as I was coming, something was telling me within my heart, because I usually, my house is just like 10 minutes walk from Atomic Junction. So when I was coming yesterday, something was telling me, you always walk home. Today, when you get there, just pick a taxi home. I didn't understand, but I just obeyed. I got there exactly 7.15. I just alighted from the trotter and then sat into a taxi straight home. Right upon reaching home, I saw the heavens open. Yes. A very, a very, the very, I haven't seen, I hadn't seen a type of lightning like that before. So I was thinking it was the rapture. Yes, yes, that was what I felt. And I said, if it were to be the rapture, I wouldn't have been standing here. So I'm not sure it's rapture. Probably there might be an explosion somewhere. There, I remember that I just came from Atomic Junction and I told my house people that Atomic Junction gas filling station is on fire. And like within a second, we could literally feel the earth shaking because the gas was really forcing its way out of the earth. And all we heard was, the whole area was shaking. So I was like this, I, I freezed. My house people were like, where are you coming from? I said, I just moved from Atomic Junction. So they all rushed on me and they said, Prapita, you are serving a God. And I said, yes, I'm serving a God. So, yes. so within the, the next minute, we saw a very flame of fire, as huge as our cathedral, this form. It exploded from the fire, roaming to find a place to land. So it's first directing directed our house. So it almost landed on our house. We felt the heat, and now all we could do was to run for our dear lives. And the only three people that came to my mind as we were running, the very three people I remembered were Bishop Dark, Bishop Ogo, and then our dear daddy. Yes. These were the only people I remembered. So I'm sharing this testimony to let all of us know that there's a God that we serve. He will save you not because you deserve it, because he has chosen to show you mercy. 
and on the day that death will call upon you, you can't remember your mother. You can't remember your father. The only two, three people you ever remember is going to be your pastor. The people in church, they were the only people I remembered yesterday. So I thank God so much for saving my life, sparing me. Today, as I stand here, I stand here because the Lord has spared my life. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, put your hands together more for the Lord. Are you not excited? It is by his grace indeed. You know, if you know what he's talking about, I'm sure you... I mean, it was funny when he felt that the rapture was happening, but it was a scary thing. People as far as the ANC more could feel the tremor. There were people who felt that there was an, uh, the, the, there was an earthquake of some sort. You understand? Without seeing the sky lit up so brightly but it was a scary sight and we can only pray that the fatalities being recorded would be as minimized as much as possible but we thank god for his goodness we want to put us together again for a living god hallelujah i want you to kindly stand to your feet as we put your hands together for our father pastor albert akins Celebrate the Lord this morning. Sit down comfortably as we receive the ministry of our sister, Mariam.
let's pray dear Lord we come before your presence and we ask you to speak to us shine your light on our paths and give us an experience that will match three years experience in the world give it to us today your word says a day in your presence is worth more than a thousand outside give us that experience Lord we ask in Jesus name we thank you for wisdom for guidance let us hear something that is beyond our education beyond our life's experiences have mercy on us and guide us by your light in Jesus name we pray amen you may please be seated and please turn your Bibles to Galatians chapter 2 and verse 20. I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. But Christ liveth in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Amen. This is the beautiful life I'm sharing with you about, I'm teaching about. It's a life which Paul describes as the life which I now live. So I borrowed from these words entitled the series, The Life I Now Live. The Life I Now Live. What is this life you now live? If you are here this morning, you are a born-again Christian, you give your life to Christ 30 years ago, five months ago, three weeks ago, there is a life you are living. Yesterday, I was with one of our pastors whose father had passed away and we were at the cemetery, very nice peaceful cemetery right there in Medina. And as we were burying his father, this verse struck me. The life I now live. The life we now live. Because as we were there singing Presbyterian songs, praying, And in a mood of mournfulness, seeing of a great father, two graves away, somebody was also being buried. In fact, there was a Muslim section way at the back, and some people were also burying their loved one there. 
but we were in the Christian section. And about two, three graves away, somebody was also being buried. But the atmosphere there was very different from the atmosphere we had singing Presbyterian songs and hymns and, you know. That was, the other atmosphere was marked by rowdiness. And the leader of the group was smoking weed. And they were passing on the roads. So you smoke a little. Somebody else also smokes a little. Somebody else smokes. And then shouting. No reverence. So I realized that we were all at the cemetery. The Christian part of the cemetery. But there were two different sets of people. coming from totally different backgrounds. And it struck me that there is a life. There are different lives people are living. Very different lives. I'm very sure if you had stayed longer at the cemetery, there would have also been a second, a group of drunkards coming to see of their friend. This one was we smokers seeing of their friends. And you see that we were there a little and a group of pastors will come seeing of their friends. So, we are living different lives. And it is very important for you to understand that you cannot be with the weed smokers and be with the Presbyterians. You cannot be there and also be here. Paul said the life The life, if you check the scripture well, you will see. He said, Galatians 2 verse 20. said, I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. Yet, not I. Then he says, the life which I now live, not the lives, it is the life, one life. You may be a plumber, you may be a student, But your life is one life. And that is the life I'm trying to explain to you. It is very important for you as a believer to have respect for the life. You must understand that there is a life you are living. Now, What is this life? Paul said it. He said, the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God. So I began to share with you the hallmarks, the characteristics of the life I now live. I've talked about faith, I have already shared with you about the old life. 
you cannot talk about the life which I now live if you don't know, if you don't talk about the old life which must die. And I want you to get the messages on the podcast and listen to it. You can also get them at the back there. Today, I'm giving you another aspect of the life you now live. And I would like us to turn our Bibles to John chapter 3. John chapter 3. Verse 1 of John 3 says, There was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews. The same came to Jesus by night and said unto him, Rabbi, we know that thou art a teacher come from God. For no man can do these things, these miracles that thou doest, except God be with him. Hallelujah. Jesus answered unto him and said, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Nicodemus said unto him, How can a man be born when he is old? How is it possible? He's old. I'm an old, 70-year-old rabbi. I'm a 68-year-old Pharisee. How can a man be born when he's old? Can he enter the second time into his mother's womb and be born? Jesus answered, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born of water and of the spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. That which is born of the flesh is flesh. That which is born of the spirit is spirit. That which is born of the flesh is flesh. And that which is born of the spirit is spirit. And he said, marvel not that I'm telling you a 68-year-old man that you must be born again. Don't be surprised because Nicodemus was surprised that Jesus was asking him to be born again. Should I enter into my mother's womb? And Jesus was not speaking to a wee smoker, was not speaking to a drunkard, he was not speaking to an unruly man. His credentials are listed here. He was a ruler of the Jews, specifically a Pharisee. And by inference, he was a man who was discerning, who knew the things of God. He was able to tell that Jesus' works could not be done by mere human effort. That there are certain things no man can do except God is with him. I mean, this is a man who must know God. This is a man who must be a godly, you know, spiritual man. But Jesus saw through the facade. He saw through the apparent spirituality and told him that in spite of your knowledge about miracles, in spite of your knowledge of the works of God, you must be born again. Now, there are many people sitting in churches today who don't come anywhere near Nicodemus's level of spirituality to even go to Jesus. Remember that this was the man Pharisees and scribes and Sadducees were looking for to murder. The events of Matthew 27 
were not the first of such events in Christ's life. Very early in his ministry, attempts were made to kill him. He ran away. He escaped. Many times, people were looking for Jesus to kill him, to drive him out. But Nicodemus, who was also one of them, rather came with admiration. See, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to list these things and point these things about Nicodemus out to you for you to understand that you can easily be mistaken. You can easily walk into error and think that you are a believer when in reality you are not. Just marking time to die and discover hell as a reality. No, this man knew about Jesus. He came to Jesus. He spoke to Jesus. He knew the acts of God. He respected miracles. Not everybody respects miracles. There are books in the world that explain miracles that they are i mean what you call a miracle is just an act of probability when i was a young boy perhaps one of the first books i read was was a book an old book that was explaining the crossing of the red sea and gave reasons i mean i was very young i, I could not believe i was not even born again but i mean <laughs> the reasons and the explanations, the scientific, you know, explanations, weather changes and winds and storms and uh, various things. Look, not everybody respects miracles. But Nicodemus respected miracles. But still, Jesus looked, I'm talking about the life I now live. And today, I'm presenting to you one of the major hallmarks of this life. And that is, it is the life you now live, I now live, is a spiritual life. It begins with the spirit. Ends with the spirit is lived in the spirit. And it is very important for you as a believer, if you are, to have respect for a life called the life in the spirit. I'm introducing it today and I will be going on and on because this is the life Jesus told him you must be born again you must have an experience ladies and gentlemen the life which you now live does not start by attending church. Starting to go to church on Sunday is not how you start this life. You were not attending church before for years. Now you go to church. This is not how this life starts. Jesus told Nicodemus in verse 5, I think, except a man is born. So, see, that word, born, born of the water, born of water and of the spirit. You, be, you, you, you become born again by having a spiritual experience. 
you must be born of the spirit the spirit of god must come into you it must enter you you must receive he talks about the water and of the spirit these two things are two big 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 things if you are going to be a believer the water which Jesus described as the word of God it's, it's called the water of the word the water of the word and the spirit but you see I'm not going into the word part now I've talked about it I'll come back to it but the, the emphasis today is that this life you are living now is a life that begins not by attending church but it begins your 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 Christian life begins by having an experience of being born of the Spirit. There are believers here who are not spiritual. And I'm, as we go on, I'm going to explain to you what we mean when we say somebody is spiritual. But the fundamental, basic concept of being spiritual is being mindful and conscious of God's spirit and allowing it to influence your life. If you are a believer, your salvation begins in the spirit. You have If you go back to John 3 Nicodemus in verse 4 asked Jesus can he enter the second time into his mother's womb that question is a very big question and it represents something about us and that is it represents the logical human natural way of living your life so even when Jesus spoke about being born again he could not go beyond his primary school education about reproduction. All he knew was that to be born, you are born from your mother's womb. Even though he was a Pharisee, a, a member of a religious sect, his mind, his thinking, his attitude was, not, was natural. He could not think beyond human logic. Now, this life we now live is a life that is lived beyond human logic. We believe in the spirit. The spirit of God is a reality to us. God has a spirit and is a spirit, whichever way you want to look at it. Now, that spirit lives in a Christian. Very, what I've just said is a major foundation. It, 
that spirit lives in a Christian, you have to ask yourself, does the spirit of God live in you? And that spirit lives in you by giving birth to you. So if your salvation began as a mere natural experience, you joined a friend and you thought because your friend is a Christian, you are born again, then you've not had that spiritual experience. There is something called being born of the spirit. A spiritual experience. There's a spirit in us. There's a human spirit that recognizes the spirit of God. Now, there are many Christians who do not have any recognition for the spirit of God. Please send your Bibles to Romans. Chapter 8, verse 1. Are you there? Look into your Bible. There is therefore now no condemnation. Don't mind what is on the screen. Just look into your Bible. There is therefore now no condemnation. To them which are in Christ. Now, who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirits. But let's zero in on a word here that is helping us to understand. That word is condemnation. Condemnation. When you die, you wake up and face a judge. There is judgment and there at the judgment you, you can and you will, if you are not born again, you will experience what you call the condemnation. You will be condemned to eternal life and eternal life. In hell it's a special place like how we are also on earth we've got um, Ashafort it's a special place built but you don't just go there you are condemned in court before you are sent yes and if man can build a prison a special place to keep people he does not want around certain places. God also, also has built a special place. But his place is not called Ashafot. His place is called hell. Where he also keeps it at uh, Ashafot. There are people who are there for life. Some are there for two years. Some are there for ten years. Some are there for life. The only big difference between this prison and God's prison is that in God's prison, you are not there for 10 years. You are there for life. Forever. Now, that condemnation begins when you are on earth. It does not start when you, like, when you die, you face the judge and he condemns you to hell. No. As you are on earth, living your ungodly life, your condemnation begins. So there are people who are alive. They are not dead. They are alive. But they have already been condemned. As they continue rejecting God, as they continue refusing God, they bring upon themselves a condemnation. The judgment of God here on earth. Now, that is the fate of the godless, the ungodly people who don't know God. Now, you and I who call ourselves in Christ, Christians, in church, 
not knowing that the condemnation that exists for unbelievers, the hell that is the ultimate destination of unbelievers, that condemnation apparently also holds true for some people who are in Christ. That is, some people who are in Christ and are in church, so-called believers, will end up exactly where unbelievers end up. And this is where Paul, you see, because this life I now live, this life we now live, Paul says, in the flesh. If you go back to Galatians, 220. Whether you are a bishop, you are a shepherd, you are a canon, you are a reverend father, you are a, what, whatever Christian, whatever you are, you are a Christian, you are a pastor, you are a bishop in the flesh. We are fleshly people. You are a shepherd, but you are living in the flesh. You are not in heaven roaming on the streets of gold. You are, you are in the flesh. But what, what makes us different from the unbelievers who are also living in the flesh is that we have got a spiritual life. We are living in the flesh. So, so we, we are in the flesh. We are hungry. We eat. We are, we, 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 I mean, we are sad, whatever, all the feelings, sexual feelings, everything. But, but we are not, our lives are not surrounded to fleshly impulses and instincts. We are people who are in the flesh, but, now we go back to Romans 8.1. We don't walk after the flesh. Big. This is very big. We don't walk. It is here. So it says, there's now, therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ. Those who are in Christ are two types. And I'm just presenting this to you to choose what type you are on. Because the service has ended. We are all in Christ. I am in Christ. She's in Christ. But there are two types. There are some people in Christ. The whole world knows them as Christians. They are known in their workplace as Christians. The family members know them as Christians. But they walk after the flesh you see the people who don't experience the condemnation that is waiting for unbelievers are the people who walk after the spirit they are in Christ but they are also spiritual people some people are in Christ but they are carnal and fleshly. They are no different from unbelievers. And their destination is no different from the destination of unbelievers. It is not enough to be in Christ. There is, now, this, now I'm introducing the rest of the message. There is a life in the spirit. There is a life. That is the life I'm going to be teaching you about. There is a life. If you are a Christian, understand that you can be a Christian living the life in the flesh. And the hallmark, the big thing about the flesh is what Nicodemus presented to us. Can a man enter again into his mother's womb and be born? That is 
Nicodemus did not have any understanding of spiritual realities. His mind, his choices, his logic. There are people like that in the church. They are in the church, but they think canal. They think naturally. There's no space in their minds for spiritual things. They don't process things. Spiritually. Very logical. <laughs> you cannot walk with God. You cannot walk with God. Your existence here will be short-lived. If you are the one Nicodemus's philosophy describes. You can't. In this life, some things we do here don't make sense. I'm not talking about this life as in this church. No. The life of a Christian. Some things don't make sense. I am not saying that Christians are a bunch of idiots. Uneducated You know, that, that's why God has really arranged things. Yes. You know, Jesus Christ had disciples who should have become very prominent. Very, you know, like the face of Christianity. The Peters and the Matthews and so on. But they were not. They were not. And there's a reason why they were not. Because Jesus Christ himself was a carpenter. And there was no substantial person in his group of at least the 12 disciples we know of. There was no, the, the only person we can, you know, somebody who sat at the table uh, doing some, you know, accounting, Matthew, but the rest of them, low class people, Peter, John, and low class, the lowest. Now, I'm happy that these are not the people who were used by God in a certain way. Yeah. You see, because a lot of the things in the, in the, in the, in the life of a believer, a Christian, see the Christian life, some of the things you'll be required to do, the spirit, if you want to be spiritual, some of the things are so, are so um, illogical senseless stupid out downright stupid yes that if it was like this type of peters and uh, andrews and this type of johns who were the people speaking to us who, who say hold oh, this type of fisherman who did this you know but god used a man called paul very educated And I'm going to go into how senseless some of the things. So, so when you are living a logical, fleshly, carnal life that you can explain and arrange based on your education, we will know that it's not because you are educated, but it's because you are a carnal person. Yeah, because educated people just like you went beyond their education to work with God. And from the days of Paul, we've had great minds, not this type of medical school minds. Oh, philosophers, Augustine, Francis, St. Francis of Assisi, big, 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 big minds. All through the ages. Who lived spiritual lives, forsook 
logical earthly lives as if they've not been to school now, I'm laying this foundation because you are the next person to do engineering yes I see your name on the list tech engineering yes some of you will become doctors I'm speaking about the life I now live that a time may come even if you are a doctor you should be able to open your eyes and pray ah, what is wrong with this man are you normal I am normal Go to Kalebu. There are doctors who smoke weed. There are weed smoking lawyers in Ghana, in Accra, not Ghana, just Accra. Weed smoking lawyers. There are people who, it's just a little money, a little salary. Maybe he was earning 500 and had a sudden raise. To 950. A little education. Just past BC. Gets four A's, four B's, Wasi. Goes to Legon, studies law, becomes a lawyer. He goes mad. He's, he's mad. Sits in the church. Playing table tennis with the pastor. When the pastor plays the ball, he also plays it back. Kaka, kaka, spiritually. Kaka. It's like he will never catch the ball. <laughs> this ball. You are, you are going to see. You are going to see. That when you are walking in the spirit. And you hear the voice of God. God can speak to a lawyer and tell him, put down your law practice and sow tents. It's a life in the spirit. And many of us here are not ready for that life. You're not ready to subject your life to that life in the spirit. Even by how you are just a Sunday church attending. I saw a brother, he just came. I, I, when I saw him, I looked at the time. It was 8.15. The one... Oh, no, no, I'm not afraid of anybody. I don't know who you are. Yeah, the, the guy in the yellow shirt, sitting by the guy in the African prayer. The two of you. The guy, yeah, you are looking at me. <laughs> A service which ends at 8.30. You come to church at 8.15. <laughs> and when he says, yes, yeah, when he says, seven. Yeah. But I... There are many times at the Kodesh, like my wife and, and other people, a service which ends at like 8.30. My wife may enter the service maybe because of the journey. She will enter maybe around 8 o'clock, you know, in the middle of the sermon. So she will sit at the back, finish the service, and then stays for the next service to have worship. Yes. Because she missed it. By you, you are going home. <laughs> so next week, we are coming back, God willing, to look at what this life in the spirit. What is it? Because if you don't learn to live in the spirit your faith will be the faith of an unbeliever condemnation in Christ but there is condemnation because you did not walk after the spirit you rather walked after the flesh may this knowledge guide us may it put us on a path of a certain type of Christianity and please God always. Let's rise to our feet.
Let's close our eyes. Let's close our eyes. If you are here this morning and you want to walk with Jesus, maybe you don't even know how to do that, how to this type of walk with Jesus. What you don't, I mean, how do you walk with Jesus? Who is Jesus? But you know, you sense in your heart that you are far. That your life is a carnal, fleshly, lustful, sinful life. Downright like an animal. There's no God. There's nothing in your life that is spiritual. Like God is in your God, God is God. No, no, no. Just go, come, eat, sleep, poo-poo, urinate, have sex, eat, go to town, come back. That's your life. But you are here this morning. You want to say, Pastor, I don't want to live like a goat. I want an upgrade. Something higher than the flesh. Something higher than the flesh. Today, please, Pastor, pray for me. I want to give my life to Jesus Christ. I want to be born again. If you are here today, you want to receive Jesus Christ into your life. And you want to be born again. Wherever you are. Just raise your hand above your head. I want to pray for you right now. You want to receive Jesus Christ. You want to be born again. Yes, lift it high above your head. I want to pray for you. Pastor, I want to be born again. That's all. I'm not a thief. I'm not a wee smoker. I'm a normal person, but I want to take a decision today to surrender my life to Jesus Christ. Lift your hand. I want to pray for you now. Lift it high. And if your hand is up, I want to kindly ask you to take your Bible, your bag, and come to me in front here. Come to me here. Come. Come here. Come here. say this prayer. You can put your Bible down. Good. Lift your two hands. And say this prayer after me. Say, Heavenly Father, I'm sorry for my sins. I've gone far from you. I've lived my own life. But today, I know I have heard that you love me. That you want me to live with you, to obey you. Thank you for teaching me today that there is another life apart from the fleshly life. Today, I choose to be a part of that spiritual life. Please wash my sins. Please cleanse me. Please make me new. I thank you for my great salvation. Amen. God bless you. Thank you for listening to this podcast. We believe that you have been truly blessed. You can send a mail to Bishop Edwin Ogo at bishopedwinogo at gmail.com. Introduce this podcast to a friend, keep listening, and keep living passionately for God.